Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Ooh. This is a podcast with a difference. With a difference. Sarah, what's the difference? Oh, well, today is our birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday to us. Oh. We have made it through one whole year of Geordie Lass and Doc Sats. Yes, through a pandemic, no less. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Unless indeed. anybody had forgotten. Yes. I don't think you can escape it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A year ago, this turned from a glimmer in our eye to yeah. what you're seeing fully, now. Fully fledged podcast with oh listeners and everything. We've been podcasters for a year. I know. Wow. I've got to tell you, I feel a whole range of emotions. Oh. I feel a little bit excited, but oh. I also feel a little bit emotional. <gasps> Ooh, like? I don't know. Just like, it's quite a big achievement, isn't it? I mean, it really is. Like, I've had yeah. many relationships shorter than this. <laughs> <laughs> and the listener knows what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> a year is a long time for anything. A year is a long time. I have to yeah. say, I kind of feel like we know each other incredibly well now. <gasps> Don't you? Yeah, I do. But let's remind the listener, we've never met in person. Never met. It's still a bit weird sometimes <laughs> when I think sometime, about that. Still somewhat strange. Exactly. <laughs> And I was thinking, like, when we actually meet, do you think that we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're taller than I thought, or you're shorter than I thought? Won't it be weird? Oh, yeah, I've never even thought actually about how tall yeah. you are. How weird is that? How tall are you? Oh, well, I'm five foot eight, except I think I'm five foot seven and a half. I think I'm five foot seven, but I, ah, I say five foot eight. How about okay. you? Um, I'm just a little bit shorter, so I'm five six and I am a half, so five six and a half. Oh, my gosh. So we're kind of the same height, yeah. more or less. But that's nice. so weird that I never even thought about how tall you are because <laughs> we quite literally see each other sitting down every single week. I know. I have never, absolutely. In fact, you know, most of the time, we're probably not wearing pants. Let's be super, super <laughs> honest, right? So we've never really even stood up most on camera. Most of the time, Anna's not wearing pants. I'm not wearing pants. trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so bloody hot in this apartment. <laughs> totally. And I have a view of your home, which is this gorgeous, um, this beautiful cabinet behind you and mm. the window with this gorgeous, tasteful drape. And I kind of assume your house to look in a certain way and the garden to look in a certain way. But what I'm totally surprised. I've only seen one view of your home, this like yeah. rectangle. Yeah, I'm always in this little box. This is where I live most yeah. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We've gone into this, we've broadcasted from the same box for yes. 365 days. Yes, that's us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So do you think like when we started off, like what do you, how do you think we compare our podcast? How do you think it's grown from then till now? Oh, um, that's a good question. Gosh, you do like to put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I put you on the spot for the relationship uh, correspondence desk? Yes, and now it's a full-time job. I, do you, <laughs> so you know how you... <laughs> so that's definitely one thing that's developed, right? Oh I'm now an international God. love correspondent. I, and who knew? Like, I really crept that... I slid that into your DMs for sure. Oh, yeah, you and the other weirdos that slide into my DMs every so often. <laughs> and there Which are... Which we've also covered on the podcast. Do you remember the one guy who told you, just fuck off? Remember the... Yes, yes. Oh after the lack of response within 30 seconds. Three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then somebody else who slid it at my DMs telling me how we'd like to have a go. And I was like, okay, that's just not nice. I'm going to block you now. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have so many questions to ask, but I should, you know, stick with my main question, which was, how do you think we've grown? How do you think we've evolved? Yeah, so I think, um, well, certainly I have found some new skills in my international love correspondence-ness. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we have really just, I think we've just gelled together. So we've mm. kind of just 
I don't know, the relationship has just kind of worked really well, hasn't it? And yeah. And I guess as we've got to know each other a bit more, then I think there's just a bit more flow to the podcast. Um, I think that we have stuck to the original brief of there's nothing off limits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I tend to get really serious. And I think we've also stuck to the original brief of keep it light, keep it fun, keep the humor. What are we without a bit of humor? Yeah, exactly. So I think we've kind of stuck to that. Sometimes we have our weeks when things just feel a little heavy and then other weeks yeah. are more hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And not all topics. I mean, some things are slightly more serious, like the podcast that we did the other week, which, yeah, yeah you know, that was a more serious topic. And, you know, some sometimes those things are really important to discuss. Hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah what is one thing that's really shocked you over the last year something maybe you've, you've grown that you've a different perspective you've taken on what has shocked me I guess is just how easy it has been to do this um and if you'd said to me kind of five years ago right you're going to be recording a podcast you're going to be listening to yourself every week like I would have just gone what kind of bonkers land do you live in but I think it does kind of really develop a certain amount of confidence it kind of brings something new out in you because you've done things that maybe you wouldn't have done before like yeah absolutely what do you think oh my gosh absolutely yeah no I think it is totally surprising to be like every week maintaining like with fidelity maintaining our spot and maintaining this recording all the technical stuff that we've learned which is pretty cool because yeah uh, did anybody know we do from top to bottom this entire podcast editing show notes like everything well and I think you're the superstar in that because you do all the hard stuff with the editing (laughs) but you do like the show notes which are sassy and cool and you know to the point that's a superpower (laughs) but yeah or else we're just cheap bastards we don't like to hire anybody (laughs) (laughs) why hire somebody when you can do it yourself right totes Um, Mm -hmm. I do remember the frustrating three-week process to try and get the podcast on Apple where I literally wanted (gasps) to throw my computer out of the window oh my god yes Um, but that was a definite lesson in tenacity and patience taking some time out and coming back to it and having a good stern word with yourself because that's what I had to do and a stern word to apple in your brain oh seriously (laughs) it was unbelievable oh my god anyway I won't relive that horror (laughs) that's hilarious yeah there's a lot of learnings and I think just you know as we've been developing as coaching as coaches I should say you know in our individual practices a lot of these lessons have you know found their way into my coaching practice and vice versa so I feel like I've learned to be a stronger coach because of our podcast yeah yeah and also I think I'm surprised at like the vulnerability of the questions and the vulnerability Mm. of really the a lot of the suffering that kind of happens in silence and I feel like I've been surprised at how much we've been able to shed light on you know, bringing that suffering out into the light mm. so people don't feel so alone. And that has yeah. the the sense of being the rewarding aspect of it is has been really great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And the feedback that we get is just amazing. Yeah. So, you know, people sharing comments, like um, how much they've taken away from the podcast, how every week there's something that makes them think or something that they can apply to their relationship. Like, so that makes me feel pretty proud that we're able to share just kind of thoughts on, on everyday topics that normally people wouldn't talk about. And then the listeners are then getting the chance to take something away and and put it into practice and help to affect their relationship in a positive way. Absolutely. Like what a cool job that is. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, absolutely. Mm. Nice. So, yeah, so happy birthday. Congratulations. We made it. Whoop, happy whoop, birthday. Whoop. <laughs> Woohoo. May Jordy Lass and Doc Sass have another awesome year to go. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I feel like we should have party poppers and champagne right now. Oh, definitely like mimosas and booze. Yeah. Booze and chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, shall we take a listen? Yeah, so we have, um, we've got a little few clips here to share in terms of uh, just looking back over the last year some of the little snippets that we've put together yeah so yeah let's take it away perfect welcome to the podcast hey 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 sarah (laughs) hello 
Nice to see you. Oh, I'm feeling a spicy mood today, Anna. Well, you know, you're wearing a beautiful yellow sweater. So I think that you're really, oh yeah, you're bringing the sunshine. (laughs) I am bringing the sunshine because it's absolutely peeing it down with rain here. So I need something to brighten up my life. Yes. Oh, wow. And um, speaking of brightening up my life, I would also (gasps) like to show you something rather special oh my gosh when you brought this merch in this morning i thought what is going on we need a shout out here we do so for the listeners i have just shown anna a beautiful yellow mug which has my name on it and hashtag fizzy knickers underneath and on the other side it has geordie lass and doc sass oh my gosh (laughs) and it's this, you mentioned the same font, the same color. Who is this brilliant person who got you this? Well, <laughs> yes. So our number one um, fan, Rachel, Yay! bought me a beautiful present for my birthday because it was my birthday on Saturday. Happy and um, this will now be my new drinking vessel for um, our lovely podcast recording. Nice, nice. I'm just thinking Joe Rogan probably has his own coffee mug. So Rachel, Mm. you just like provided the coffee mug that's going to go down in history. So way to go. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I am feeling quite spicy this week. Oh my gosh, wonderful. Very good. Definitely required. Yes, I'm ready to rock and roll. So what's happening in the world? Let's switch to the international correspondence desk. Oh, well, here we go. Are you ready for this this week? No, it's not saucy, actually. I'm I'm staying clean this week. (laughs) I'm staying clean. Must be the cut grass (laughs) or the fresh underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this week, I'm going to talk about a study that has been done. There seems to be a lot of people doing studies, by the way, into hugging and the benefits (gasps) of hugging. Oh, now I'm sure you'll know about all this being a doctor, being our doctor in the house. Oh my God. So the study was all about hugging a partner or a friend for 20 seconds Mm. and then the benefits that you receive as part of that. Now, I didn't have anybody hug today to do a bit of an experiment, except (laughs) the guy in the corner shop, but I thought he would think it was a bit weird. So I didn't (laughs) ask for that. But what I did do, because I was really curious if 20 seconds is a long time or not. So I did that thing that you do when you're younger and you kind of pretend that you're with a boyfriend. Did did this ever happen at your school? Oh, with a pillow. Yeah. And you put your arms around yourself so that you could see them at your back and you kind of just pretend and you'd be messing about with your mates. So I thought, right, let's try it. I'm going to give myself a hug. And I set the timer for 20 seconds Mm. and actually it wasn't that long. (laughs) Ah. Oh, I'm surprised. Okay. Well, I'm surprised as well. But then I, I'm a big hugger. So I did wonder if maybe it's because I'm a big hugger, it didn't mm. feel that long for me. But I'll, I'll carry the experiment out a little bit further later with my other mm. half and we'll see if 20 seconds feels like a long time. And that's not distracted hugging, like patting each other on the back no, like no, we do when it we're was awkward. Just in, no, it was just straight in for a hug. None of that kind of arms distant. You had to be a yeah. proper bear hug get in there. Wow. Yeah. No talking awkwardly because no. it feels weird. No. Just, just get in there and embrace. Full embrace. Oh, God. I'll tell you, this is hitting me in a special spot because I am away from my uh, my dude. And the one thing I need right now is a hug. I do have to say. And also because I can't hug anybody. I'm in quarantine. I do have flatmates here, but I, I can't go near them. My God, that sounds amazing. It sounds so therapeutic. I do feel mentally bad now for bringing this one. No, it's wonderful. Actually, I love the visceral reaction that I'm having from this, which Mm. is I feel the power of this, of what you're, I know this to be true. Well, maybe you should just close your eyes and have a virtual hug. Yeah. And just remember what it's like to hug your man. Now that is beautiful advice for all of us out there who may be a bit away apart from our person we want to hug. So tell me about the health benefits. Yeah, would you like to know the benefits? Because I think, I think you'll be interested in this with your medical background. I would indeed. So number one, reduced stress. Number two, lower blood pressure. Beautiful. Number three, boost the immune system. Mm-hmm. Number four, it improves your mood. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I can't read my own writing here. All right. Number five, <laughs> it balances your nervous system. Uh-huh. Number six, it shifts your body and mind into 
a coherent state. And lastly, it helps with depression. Oh my gosh. You know how much the pharma industry would want to block this <laughs> modality? I would so much rather prescribe hugs to people yeah. than blood pressure and depression medications. Yeah. And again, not that there isn't a role, but if hugs can be an adjunct treatment, yeah. I will bring my prescription pad out and put three hugs a day. Wow. I think when you read that list, I know some people do feel uncomfortable with physical contact, mm. but I think if we can step outside of the comfort zone and push beyond that and just try it, I think if you read that list, it kind of feels like a no-brainer. It does, yeah. So what it's saying is that physical contact actually helps our body relax, yeah. our blood vessels relax, our stress hormones relax, that there is something that evolutionarily happens to us when we connect with other people skin to skin. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Or solar plexuses come into alignment or something happens. I think just even taking some, just that time out, that even though it's only a few seconds, that just pause where you think about nothing at all. Yeah. And all you do is just feel the embrace of another human being. When I think about that, I can almost feel my nervous system settling down. Yes. And it's a natural response to somebody who's upset is to say, come here and I'll give you a hug. Mm. And I know it's tricky, isn't it, at this time in COVID and we're not supposed to hug. And, yeah. you know, obviously rules are different around the world, different places. And, and we're not saying that you should flout those rules at all. So whatever the rules are in your location, but if you are able to hug somebody and you've got that opportunity, then we encourage you to go out there and bring on a big bear hug. So this week, the hot topic is... Would you still get married if divorce didn't exist? Oh God, I'm so in love with this. All right, Sarah, take it away. This is a phenomenal hot topic. Well, for once, I'm not going to go literal straight away on this. Mm. So I started to imagine this as some sort of futuristic sci-fi book that gets made into a big blockbuster with mm. some leading stars in it where actually it's really full of robots and artificial intelligence that all go around and check that you are still staying married and that you haven't flouted any of the rules. And a bit like flouting your lockdown rules, there are some really big implications if you do get into trouble and don't follow the rules. Oh, like what? Well, imprisonment, there's some capital punishment in there. Oh my gosh. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah, and I'm thinking about this grey starship where yeah. there is no escape and there's strict monitoring. Yeah, it's very dark. Oh, I love that you took us there because this is the perfect setting in which to consider this question. And so in this world, marriage is optional, but you can't leave it. It's like the Hotel no. California. You can yeah. check in any time you like, but you can never leave. No, once you're married, that's it. Ah. Wow. Okay. So this is a very helpful setting because I think a lot of people are like, what do you mean divorce wouldn't exist? But you've painted a setting of a controlled environment where it really does not exist. You can't leave. You're yeah. together for life. Yeah. Which in the olden days, social pressures and the church were that enforcement. There really yeah. was no divorce. They were the robots. Yeah, they were the, they were the robots. <laughs> that has so much meaning. I love to, I want to ponder that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Don't yeah. ask me where this image came from, but it came to me before. <laughs> I think you're going to like this one, Anna. So this week we're going to talk about sex and FOMO. <laughs> oh my God. You know my number, Sarah. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> so let's just be really clear for everybody. So FOMO which is a phrase that was coined, I think, in 2013 and entered the Oxford English Dictionary, is fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sex and fear of missing out. Oh-ho, oh-ho. So, we live in such a vibrant sexual media culture, and 
I don't know about you, but as I turn on anything on Netflix or if I go outside and advertising, it really does make me think that everybody is shagging all the time. (laughs) And I think that me, and I'm not alone, a lot of our clients as well, is we just really feel that we're not enough. We're not measuring up. There's something wrong with us. We're not having as much fun as everyone else out there. Yeah. I think um, sex causes quite a lot of pressure in relationships. So from a coaching client point of view, we know that that is something that causes a lot of pressure within within relationships. Mm. And it kind of creates this comparison to others. Like mm-hmm. um, you see all the time, don't you, with articles, like how often is, is a healthy time to be having sex every week or every month? Like how many times should you be doing mm-hmm. it? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that people write those articles because people are interested yeah. in it and people want to compare. They want to know, well, what's my number and how does my number compare to your number? Mm-hmm. And then also around, you see a lot more now, I think people are a lot more open and explicit maybe about some of the different activities they might get up to in the bedroom and um, you know we've had books and movies that have then kind of created this whole new awareness or intrigue around kind of what else you might get up to and so I think that kind of plays part of it as well so it's not just how often am I doing it it's how am I doing it am I doing it the right way am I doing it well does you know (laughs) what is my partner there's like a whole host of stuff that comes up isn't there Sarah were you talking about 50 shades of (laughs) grey Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say, I didn't read the books, but I did go and watch the movies. And I like a movie that's got quite a big budget Mm. um, and it can be shot really well. And um, and I did I did think it was shot quite well. Then it's quite an intriguing story, right? Mm. Especially around the power play between both of them. Mm. And you see that power shift in the movies, but also across the trilogy of the movies. Mm-hmm. Now I'm admitting that I've seen all three. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. But yeah, that's so true. And then, you know, one of the power tools was this, was it the red room? What's the, what was the like? Yeah, the red yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, the, the S&M room and all the tools yeah. and gadgets and so forth. That I think is intimidating to a lot of us to think that, you know, everybody else has all these like fancy sex toys from the stores that have like opaque windows. Yeah. But what's equally as interesting, though, is when that book came out, a lot of people wouldn't read it on public transport (laughs) because they didn't want people to know they were reading it. So it's kind of like, so we've got this thing where we're kind of saying, well, we don't want to be missing out, but we also don't want to tell people what we're doing (laughs) in case they think we're a bit weird. Exactly. But if there was a never was I ever or never have I ever drinking game, I'd like to take a drink to, you know, I've been chained up to a, you know, whatever sort of contraption. Is this you confessing now, Anna? (laughs) Maybe. Actually, to be honest, I've never been chained up to anything. (laughs) See, there you go. I'm going to admit to you guys, my life is actually quite vanilla. (laughs) I've never been chained up to things. I think I own a pair of handcuffs, but I don't think we've used them more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew you could get confession time so early in the morning in Canada? Oh my gosh. I think, you know, I've just passed 9 a.m. and it's it's time for both a martini as well as some (laughs) deep confessions. Sarah, you bring it out of me. This is a safe space. So it's just my confession is a safe space. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, no, I think that we face a lot of folks who are struggling that they don't even think about their desire or their sexual needs. They think, All they want to know is, am I measuring up to other people? So we've disconnected from our deep intuition about our own bodies, our relationships, our connection with other people, and we're just looking around at the others. So FOMO is, there's countless articles. In fact, actually, before our podcast, I kind of looked up a few articles and uh, just a dime a dozen reassuring people. Interestingly, they published in 2017 in the journal of some sexual medicine journal, that the average person has sex 54 times a year. That doesn't really change if you're married. And that works out to once a week. I believe we're not having as much sex as once a week. I don't think we're doing it that often. What do you think? I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because actually, it's irrelevant, isn't it? What the number is? Yes. Because, you know, my answer would be, it doesn't matter what the number is. And going back to that external versus internal, I would say rather than looking at, you know, what's the average? What is everybody else doing? What's normal? How do I know if I'm fitting in? I would go back to saying, what do you both need as a couple? Oh, yes. So what's not what is the number? What is your number? What makes you happy? Where do you feel most comfortable? Mm. 
and it you know it goes back to just what you were saying there about looking at what's my desire what's my want and what's my need mm -hmm. and going internally and forgetting about that even anybody else has sex outside of your own relationship mm -hmm. what would be like a centering thought or a centering activity that could bring you into that space where you're open and aware of what you need and what your partnership needs I think there's a couple of things, isn't there? So one is something that you can do by yourself. So, you know, we're big advocates in kind of the coaching world of, you know, you don't need to change everybody for your situation or your relationship to change. And actually, a lot of the time when you focus on yourself, then you'll you'll impact a whole lot more than that because of the ripple effect and, um, and the way that energy attracts energy. Mm if we focus just on ourselves what can we do I would say if that thought's coming up so the formal thought that everyone mm. out there is just having rampant sex and it's you know they're all kind of tied up in some red room and <laughs> and I'm really dull and boring because I'm not um and I haven't had sex for three months yeah. um, so you know if that's the thought that's going through your mind I would really just either take a walk somewhere like get in a totally different environment or maybe kind of go somewhere that where it's quite not totally pitch black but somewhere that's mm. you know you can kind of block out all other sensory white noise yeah just so you've got like a total calmness a total stillness mm. almost like being in a really calm pod you know really close your eyes and really just center down and if you think about what does sex mean for me think about when when was I at my happiest sexually mm. and what is it right now that's stopping me from feeling those desires that I would normally have so Sarah take us over to the international correspondence desk da, da, well. da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> there were jazz hands there guys I just wanted to say oh there were jazz hands I'm excited today Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, I love a good um, psychological study. Mm. So this week I'm bringing you something about gratitude. Oh, yeah. Now, I love a bit of gratitude. I think it's a, just a really easy thing to do and just really helps to enrich your life in lots of different ways that you wouldn't even think it would. Mm -hmm. But apparently there is an optimal way to express gratitude towards your loved one. Would you like to know more? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm pleased about that. Otherwise, it was a short, short piece. There. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> OK, so the study reveals that the best way to express gratitude is to focus on how valued the other person is, how included they are in your goals and how they have addressed and fulfilled your needs. So that all sounds a bit complicated. Would you like an example? Wow. Yes. Okay. My mind is a bit confused right now, but I'm hearing some you statements, which is really cool. Okay, go yeah. on. I'm intrigued. So the example would be, I wouldn't have made it to my meeting on time if you hadn't have dropped me to the office. Oh. So if we break that down a bit, so they're saying, well, actually, my goal was to get to the office in time for the meeting. Yeah. I had a real need because I needed some help and support in being able to do that. And mm -hmm. I'm super grateful to the fact that you have gone out of your way and that you cared enough about me and you've met some of the things that are important to me. Oh. So then the other person feels super valued and they feel included and they feel like they've been able to really support you in something that was important to you. Which is interesting because the ordinary thing you would say is, oh, hey, thanks for dropping me to work today. Yeah. And it's so funny how, you know, if you're in a bit of a fight and you're kind of pissed off at each other and you give a thank you, but it's a grudging thank you yes. and it's a, got a backhand insult on the other side of it. Yeah. I feel like if you phrase it like, I would have missed that meeting if you didn't drop me off, that has just so much more genuine. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to express gratitude yeah. in a way that releases the compliment and doesn't have like a backhanded uh, insult in it there somewhere. Don't you find that? Yeah, no, it can be really difficult. One of the things as well they said in the study was you get more of a positive effect if you do it that way. They said actually what didn't really work so well is if you recognize the sacrifice. So instead, if you said, um, I know that it was a real hassle for you to drop me off in the rush hour, but thank you. And I think that plays to what you're saying there is actually it feels like there's something buried in that, like yeah. there's something more than that, rather than just, I'm super grateful you got me to the meeting on time and I couldn't have done it without you. 
you can hear the difference, can't you, in the oh, in the I way can. that you phrased it. That's amazing. Mm. I really want to acknowledge just the toxic patterns that we can get into as couples and the way we say things, the way that we say things to each other, it can mean the very same, but the tone, I don't think we realize just how much, how laden sometimes our relationships are with things that we say they're laden with a, with a negative tone. Yeah. And if we just look at the tone that we're expressing things in, it's amazing that olive branch that we hand to our partner and we encourage that same loving back. It can often kind of relieve the logjam of poor communication if we just change the tone of how we phrase things. Yeah, definitely. It takes a lot of vulnerability, though, to put it out again, presuming you may be kind of pissed off at your person, to release a compliment out there without any strings attached. It actually takes a lot of ego, putting aside our ego, actually. You know, they might not have been pissed off. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> they might have just been happy that they're going to the meeting on time. <laughs> That's true. There, that's a possibility as well. <laughs> you might actually be happy with each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll leave a small window of opportunity open for that to be the case. <laughs> While it. presuming that everybody's in conflict all the time. <laughs> Although, to be fair, if they weren't, would be out of job. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, to be honest, that that is why I always err on the worst case scenario, just for that listener who's like, does somebody's relationship just really suck like mine? And I can say, oh, no, it, yours is quite common. Don't worry. <laughs> so for our main course today, we are serving up recovering from a breakup. <gasps> Oof. Bring a 50 pound load of <laughs> bricks. <laughs> this this is a hard one. It's also quite a saucy and exciting one. Well, I think we've all been there as well, though. When I mm. kind of read this um, topic, I was like, oh, yeah, I instantly got transported back to those oh. horrible, dark memories that you have. I mean, it just feels awful when you break up with somebody, doesn't it? It does. Especially if you're the one that's being dumped. Oh, or... You know, if you're the person who ended it because you were being devalued, because you didn't feel your value was there, to step away from something, to actually break up with somebody when you actually were, had wished the relationship would continue. Yeah. That sucks. It does. Well, when we hear from, so a lot of clients will reach out to us at that time. They're going through a really horrible breakup. You know, we see a lot of folks saying, I'm just going through a divorce. And that's when they reach out to coaches. So we actually meet a lot of folks at this stage in their relationship, which mm. is the ending. Yeah. And it is um, the reason that it's such a tough time, I think, is because it has effect on our bodies and our brains. So there is a part in the brain that's activated, which is the same response that you get from physical pain. So often we'll say, when people feel that they're in kind of those days in the kind of shitstorm of the breakup where everything just feels like it's overwhelming and it feels too much, you can feel physical pain in your body. Yeah. And that's because there's a part of your brain that's activated. It also can change the chemical makeup of your brain. So it's your mm. brain stops producing the dopamine and the serotonin that mm. is all the, those kind of happy hormones that are going on inside your body. And you, your body actually changes for a little bit. And, um, I was just doing a little quick read beforehand. It can take up to three months to recover from a breakup. Yeah. Three months, actually, <laughs> to be honest, I remember one one experience where I think it took seven years for me. Wow. For that person to not trigger feelings in me anymore. That's a long time. <laughs> you could have done <laughs> no. with some coaching around that. Oh, my God. I could have done with the coaching. <laughs> Absolutely. I was younger back then. But yeah, but the, but the problem is actually, to be honest, so three months, I think, if you don't interrupt that grieving time with a bunch of getting back together, mm, a bunch of yes. like, you know, rebound relationships, because the pain is so intense that we feel we want to mask that pain. We don't want to go through the experience. Yeah. We want to go around it somehow. And there ain't no other path through grief than through. Yeah, I totally agree. You just remember those dark days, though, don't you? kind of weeping and wailing in your bed and thinking oh my that God. the world has just ended and you can't see any way that you're going to go on or move on from this or how life will ever be good again. Absolutely. <laughs> and you look yeah. back and they, they are real raw emotions that are going on and you do yes. feel the physical pain, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you just, your whole body like stops functioning as a normal human yes. being 
And we really just go into this state of either complete withdrawal or Mm. we get super angry and pissed off at the world. Absolutely true. And people say all that shit about like, oh, the fish in the sea and all that sort Mm. of stuff. And again, that's why advice doesn't work. Like, you know, advice doesn't help you through a breakup. It can feel great with a bunch of your gals and a a bottle or five bottles of wine. But like (laughs) that morning after when everybody's back at work and you're still in bed and thinking, I really will never, ever live again. It feels so, I mean, when you actually cross out of it and you actually experience, you can see grief in your rear view mirror, Mm. then it's a little easier to say, oh, no, I was fine. I was always going to be fine. I just had to get through it. But just in it, you absolutely feel no hope for yourself. The prospect of being alone forever is absolutely the only thing that you can see as a possibility. Yeah, totally. And I think the other thing that we go through as well is we've got this, as human beings, we want to have like a, a logical, rational reason for why something's happened and often when there's a breakup there isn't it's a combination of so many different things so whether that's around past experiences values beliefs needs not being met like there's a whole I Mm. mean just you know chuck it all into the bag shake it up could be any (laughs) one of them right yeah (laughs) just spill it out on the desk it's all of it (laughs) but when we're in that state of complete disarray we want answers right we want to know well what was it I did wrong Mm, you know what was it I said was it um the way I looked is it the way I talk is it the you know Mm. was I not good in bed it's kind of we go to this real kind of like shame place where instantly Mm. we take on all of the blame and we want answers and we want it never to happen again so we need to know what the magic formula is and it's just like life's just not like that is it Mm. because there's so many things and and sometimes it's just incompatibility so it's Mm. not about you being a bad person, them being a bad person. It's just that you're not a good combination together. Mm. It's not right for each other. But at the time you can't see it and you think that is was my only chance, my only hope of love and eternal, long-lasting companionship. Yeah. yeah. And then we glorify and put on a pedestal that person. Yeah. And we look back at all their notes and we look at their Instagram and we're like, oh my God, that was the perfect human being. (laughs) And I lost them because I suck. And they were just amazing. I just want them back. They just make me complete me, etc. When really piling all the blame on yourself, when really like when you do get the chance to look back on that relationship, you're always going to be like, nah, you know, thank God that happened. Dodged a bullet there. Thank God I was dumped. That person is just such a... (laughs) terrible person for me yeah yeah he was always a bit of a dick really (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's funny we see things in perspective once we're through the grief but the grief process it's impossible to have perspective yeah and it's and it's real and it's raw and it's just not nice and it makes you cry loads like who wants to be crying all the time (laughs) exactly it makes you cry involuntarily while you're walking around the supermarket oh yeah it's just weird things to you right like weird things If the birthday girl had time to wander over to the International Correspondence Desk of Love. Oh, she did. <laughs> That's a very busy b- birthday girl. <laughs> oh, I've got a cork for you this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good times, good times. <laughs> Go on. So this week's story is about a man who takes his wife out for lunch every Christmas mm. to give her her annual performance review. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I'm already sharpening my knives. (laughs) So just take a moment to consider that. An annual performance review, which also includes, by the way, performance in the bedroom. Oh no. Okay, listen, as a relationship coach, we're not supposed to give advice, but I have a few choice words of advice for this woman. Okay, nope, nope. Okay, let me suspend my assumptions. Tell us more. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so this guy, he takes his wife out and I think he's obviously quite wise to do it in public because I swear to God, if he was was doing that in the marital home, I can only imagine what the outcome would be. (laughs) So yeah, so he takes her out and gives her a little performance review and um, tells her where she's done well and um, where she needs to improve and where she's just been kind of okay. So I'll share with you a few things from the list here. So we've got punctuality and attendance. (laughs) We've got attitude and respectfulness. Oh my good God. Accepts criticism. (laughs) 
Oh my god. I'm just like, wow. This is ever more skating on a thin oh edge of my ice. days. Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Oh for God's sakes. Job knowledge. <laughs> work quality. Oh for God's sake. Conflict resolution. Oh, right. Like that's one sign. Cooperation. Oh my god. <laughs> Meals. Evening entertainment. Oh, is that where sex comes in? (laughs) (laughs) Organization skills. Housewife duties. Oh my God. Inventory. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. So this is, yeah, how how well the cupboards are stocked. Yeah. Oh my God. Availability. (laughs) Oh, right, right, of course. (laughs) Technical skills. Event management and dependability. Oh my God, this is horrible. Okay, this is so horrible. But they're still married. What? (laughs) So today's hot topic is how to start a better relationship with yourself. Ah, that's a breath of fresh air. Mm, Because we're relationship coaches and we're all about relationship and we always forget that relationship with ourselves, which is the most important. Yes. So I'm quite excited to talk about this one because, yeah. as you say, it is the most important thing. Mm. It's also the area where I would say has had the biggest impact on me mm. by improving that relationship with me and who I am. Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah. So there's a few things I think that really come up for me about this, having a better relationship with yourself. So some of it is on kind of like a mental level. Some of it, I think, is on a physical level and some of it is on a like an emotional level and Mm. then a spiritual level. So I think Mm. we've got kind of all these different areas that are going on. And Mm. when we can think about it, maybe in some categories, it kind of can help to focus the mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when we think about on a mental level, there's a lot to be said for understanding who you are, I think, Mm. and understanding the things that are tripping you up. Mm. And then how to deal with some of those things. Mm-hmm. And it plays into the emotional side as well. You know, the things that we're saying to ourselves, how we are treating ourselves mm. and what beliefs we hold about who we are, which then kind of connects to that spiritual mm. being. So when I talk about spirituality, I talk about the things that are inside the essence of you, but mm. also the universe that's around us as well. So I think we can then connect into those areas as well. Mm. And if we can get really clear about who the essence of us Mm. really is Mm. that's a great starting position to then get that light or that fire inside burning brighter yeah well and I have and it brings up imagery too I think of just wiping everything down and getting rid of a lot of the crud and a lot of the debris that has settled on us Mm. from other people's expect you know gosh the baggage that we carry around from things that we were told were us I was even doing a values assessment with somebody recently, and one of the instructions was of this big list of potential Mm. values, circle 10 of them, and just for every single one that you circle, just really check in with yourself. Is that your value, or is that something that somebody else told you that you should value? Is that something that no longer reflects who you are? So it may shock you to imagine that to really find our essence, there's a lot of garbage that we actually have to sort out, put into the recycling bin, and throw out of our house. Mm, Yeah. I like that analogy with the recycling bin. Yeah. So that's a really beautiful way of putting, and I like your categories. And it, and it is true, and it reflects um, a lot of our coaching because we come from the same energy-based coaching program. Yeah. And making these distinctions are really helpful in terms of physical, mental, spiritual, et cetera. Yeah. So what is your approach then as you start to you know, clean out the closet and uncover your essence? What kind of process do you go through? So for me, I do it using a lot of meditation and like meditation tracks that really kind of help me. So I tend to find ones that really just kind of land with me and then I'll stick with them and I'll do them on a regular basis. So I use that. I also use, I've kept a journal for years, like Mm. even before journaling became such a big thing as Mm. it is now, it always annoys me a little bit because people then kind of when we overemphasize something, then it often diminishes from the original purpose oh, and intention. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Like when we overhype something. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Overhyped, um, yeah. Yeah, so I've been doing it since before the kids were born mm. and my daughter's just turned 17. So, and I haven't done it, I don't do it religiously every single day. 
I tend to write more when I'm upset about something. Mm. So when I'm dead and people read my journals, <laughs> they're going to think my life was miserable. <laughs> Because it's all I ever write about is the sad stuff. But um, it's processing though. It's part of your it is, processing yeah. stuff. It is, absolutely. And it's really, mm. I find it really cathartic, really therapeutic just to get things mm. down on paper and get it out of your head. Mm. So I find that that is, is really useful. What I would say though is if I do die and somebody reads my journals, just look at the space of time between the entries because that will then tell you how good my life was. Yes, yes, yes. So the longer the space, the ah. better it is. Mm. So <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and that's really inspiring. My mom is a daily diary keeper mm. and she's never missed a day since, wow. since before. And she must have 40 years of, 40, 50, wow. 45 years of journals. That is dedication. Yeah, yeah. Very, very religious. It, I try and write every day and I just can't do it. I can't, yeah. and, I, and I think this is another thing actually relating to the topic there about having a better relationship with yourself is mm. what's really important is to recognize where something isn't right for you. So mm. I would love to write every day, but I've realized it's not my thing. So mm. why would I force myself mm. to be a certain way because I think that's what I should be doing so I think that's something that's like super important when it comes to having a healthy relationship with who you are Mm. is look at the things where you're meeting resistance in life and Mm. stop doing them oh yes yes you know I was having a conversation the other day with my other half and I said do you know what I don't want to have this conversation anymore this is not making me happy oh my gosh how did that feel and he was like, oh, well, no, but this is really good because we're really good at this. And da, 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 da. And I went, yes, but I don't want to do it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes. So do you, so, because what we're talking about today is being authentic with ourselves. Yeah. What's our relationship with ourselves? Finding out who we are. We watched this video with, or so we watched this film uh, yesterday on the same topic. It was like this horror film this or this weird alternate reality film mm. centered around a dinner party eight dinner guests and they all come together they know each other and some of them hate each other sort of there's exes and new girlfriends and that sort of thing and we just commented upon you know in the western culture it's a it's a very done thing to keep up appearances Mm. where we're taught stuff your emotions stuff what you think or you feel or you believe and just be nice to somebody because you're keeping up appearances you're keeping the social order Mm. and other cultures will look upon that Western uh, phenomenon as very strange to come to a dinner party and you you can't stand another person. They've wandered all over your their boundary. Yeah. They're very toxic for you, but yet you have to be nice to them. Yeah. And we thought, wouldn't it be nice to be able to go into a dinner party and somebody starts chatting you up who's already hurt you or, you know, trodden over your boundaries. Wouldn't it be nice to just say, I don't want to have a conversation with you now. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be but just. You can, but that's the whole thing. But you, you can. can do that. Yes. They're your words, right? You can use them as long as we're not being rude and disrespectful. I think, you know, as long as we're still treating each other with kindness, you know, we talked uh, last week about kindness and compassion, you know, as long as we've still got those things, because they're really positive human qualities to have. So as long as we've still got those, we can in a nice way say, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, that was a little trip down memory lane, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that relived some of our finer uh, or not so fine moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those were some of the juiciest. They were indeed. So we had a bit of everything in there, a bit of sex, a bit of starship oh. love enterprise, <laughs> all kinds of shenanigans going on. Oh my gosh, getting in better touch with yourself, getting to know yourself. Oh, yeah. all the good stuff was in there. Yeah, lots yeah. about gratitude and hugging. Oh. Who doesn't love a good hug, right? Oh my God. I think the research still stands up with that one. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Still, the that's going on my prescription pad. Yes, it <laughs> is. I got told the other week, actually, that I was a very good hugger. Ooh. So there you go. Now, who on earth did? Wow. And, and not just by one person, like multiple people told me. Oh, so that's how we know we're coming out of pandemic in the UK or in on, in Jersey is like, <laughs> well, we think we're coming out of pandemic. Oh the numbers God. are not reflecting that. I that's know. For sure. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Yeah, in the times that you could, that we were allowed to do some hugging. Yes. Yes. Well, that's so great. So Jersey's finest hugger is back in action, which is great. Yeah. Nice indeed, to know. Indeed. Beautiful. 
So can I pimp you for one more question? Oh, go on then. This is the last <laughs> one though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know it's not the last. So I'm wondering if you had a magic ball, where do you think Jordy Lass and Doc Sass is going for year two? Oh, oh, I think there's some fun stuff to come, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we've got some fun topics to raise. We've got um, one of my favorite topics coming up, which is boundaries. Um, (gasps) Yes. I love boundaries. Oh, Um, a good boundary. Yeah, so I think that'll be quite a a juicy episode for the listeners. Mm. I'm sure there'll be some more sexy time in there. Oh my God. If I can have anything to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I reckon there's lots of, uh, there's lots of great content to come. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the world is going to be our, um, inspiration because people are getting back on planes. They're getting, they're traveling, they're opening up. There's going to be all sorts of juicy stuff going on. You know, we're going to kind of be learning how to interact with each other intimately again. And not everything is going to be a perfect, um, landing. If I can speak about um, Olympics gymnastics, uh, terms, (laughs) uh, there's going to be some foibles. There'll be some STIs. There'll be some, hook up uh non so wins so yeah there's lots of stuff on the horizon so Mm. i think as we're all kind of hopefully hopefully you know sort of getting back into this you know emerging from this pandemic is uh lots of lessons anecdotes and uh joyful stories in store bring it on (laughs) absolutely (laughs) oh right on so yeah so here's to the next 12 months then we are Set, locked, loaded, and ready to go. <laughs> Got my panties on. I'll put some pants on later. And my, uh, I shouldn't say my panties. I should say my super panties, you know? <laughs> Got to get some super panties on for this one. <laughs> Not the run of the mill. <laughs> oh, and a good supportive bra. Mm. Yeah, I think we're ready. Yeah. We're ready. Let's, let's take this on the road. Sounds good. Nice. Well, thank you, Sarah, for being an amazing podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Is that a new word? <laughs> well, we're podcasters across the coasts. We <laughs> are the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for being a lovely podcast host, a friend, a relationship coach that I can sometimes rely upon to bail me out of a tight spot. <laughs> so thank oh, you. You are very welcome. I couldn't have picked a nicer person to co-host oh. a podcast with. Oh, so thank you for oh. coming on this lovely trip with me. Yeah. Mm. Now round two. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm in. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, till next time, we'll be back with a um, with another episode of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. Oh, yeah. Woo-woo. Tune in. <laughs> till next time. Till next time. <laughs> so that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time. <laughs>